the one file if you really have a problem with it. Okay, I can handle that. And very literary bitchcraft. I'm Laura. I'm Alexis. And that's it. That's it. Bean <laughs> <Be> soup. <laughs> Man, don't you miss hearing that? If you if you close your eyes, you can listen distantly. Bean soup. <laughs> so cool. So cool. It's like she's still with us. <laughs> but she's not going to be a beef. <laughs> and if your boyfriend's a vegetarian, tell him I'm fucking scared of him. I'm fucking scared of him. I got beef. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's backwards. <laughs> Anyways, we literally tried to record this twice already and it kept getting deleted. Yeah, we so just want to talk about how we write sometimes. Like the universe is like, you guys are like, it's really not helping the imposter syndrome if we're being honest. <laughs> You're right. And if a tree falls and nobody's around to hear it, did it fall? If I record several episodes about me being a writer and they all mysteriously get corrupted. Are you a writer? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Anyways, we write. Yeah. The end. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about our writing journeys uh, pretty briefly uh, because we're scared, honestly. (laughs) This is kind of a horror story within itself. Yeah. Laura, how did you start writing? In sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> we were given an assignment to rewrite a um a fant- like a fairy tale. I wrote Cinderella, but I wrote it as a concert and it was me at a good Charlotte concert and the shoe was a ticket stub ripped in half. The end. I also had drawings for it, by the way. I had an A in that project. Thank you. Basically Laura invented self insert fanfiction. Yes. <laughs> And nobody can prove us that she's wrong. And then I started writing fan fiction eventually. <laughs> Me turn? Yeah. Um, oh, she invented Wikipedia. I invented Wikipedia. Yeah. I was in first grade and they taught us about writing through teaching us about biographies and autobiographies because it was like, I guess, their best way to bring it forward to us. They were like, yeah, people live a life and then you write the beginning, the middle and the ending of their lives. So like this is how a story unfolds is just the same way that a life is lived, which honestly, sickening kind of thanks kind of cool um and so we were talking about biographies and autobiographies and i was just like i have to do this all the time became obsessed with like writing my family's lives my friends lives like writing about and like obviously i was seven so it was like me being like they were born they got a job as a fireman now they're here in front of me at subway like that was you know but that was me inventing Wikipedia <laughs> because I was just essentially writing about everything and anything that I could like animals, like literally was obsessed with it. Like, and then I was watching reading rainbow as a seven year old oh, in God, like yeah. 2000, whatever, 2004, right? Yeah. 2005, whatever it does. And they were having a contest and I was like, um, I love competing. <laughs> I'd been in one pageant, hated it, but I was like, sure, loved the trophy at the end. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to submit something. So I wrote a biography about my sister, and it was like, my sister was born. My sister's, like, became disabled. My sister loves juice. My sister loves waffles. My sister, and apparently, uh, the gays and gals at Reading Rainbow ate that shit up, and I won... <laughs> They said, I'm num num. We love a good Wikipedia article written by a seven year old. <laughs> I forgot his name again. Published. I had to Google it last Isn't time. LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. Thank you, LeVar Burton. You created my only personality trait. <laughs> oh, two. Reading and writing. Loving attention and writing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I wrote that and then I was like, I think I'll do this forever, please. That's nice, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, then I moved also into fan fiction. But between that was the... I started... I learned about... Because um, I guess... I don't know if I just assumed movies were, like, improv or, like, I thought people were just given, like, stage directions and then they just kind of, like, made up the parts in between. But I started acting when I was, like, eight or nine and I got my first, like, sides for an audition and I was like, whoa, 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 You want me to memorize this? <laughs> and my friends 
uh, my, my parents' friends also wrote movies, so I started seeing their scripts. And I was like, wait a damn minute. Somebody else does all the tippy-tappy typing and they're just acting it out? I would like to do that, please. Felt like like some kind of kingdom that you could rule for like a couple hours. I thought that shit was tight. So immediately I wrote about fairies with like teleportation um, portals. And it's the, a real shame that you guys missed the long version of this. Yeah, I'm totally cutting it out. But it's so basically these portals would take these fairies either to it would it was time and and places. Space. Yeah, time and space. So they could either take it through to another area or to another time. And there was limitations on it. Like the more powerful you were, the more you could control kind of thing. Like the bigger your portal could be, the more people that could go through da da da. And like um there was this cool ass action scene that I know was written terribly cuz I can barely write action now. And but in my head I was like, "Ooh, wow, wow, wow." Like they were <laughs> fighting i love the noises in and out of the portals and i was obsessed with like underworld so there was like definitely lichens and vampires in this also it was pretty much like winks and underworld and like a marvel movie had a baby marvel wasn't out yet but it was like the action in that they were like flying through the sky they were jumping through these portals people were going back in time and accidentally like hitting themselves when they were going to (laughs) hit someone else Swing across the face from yourself. <laughs> Literally, like I one one fairy actually, and like the portaling was kind of dangerous. So this scene was like a big deal, like because if you like a portal closed while your leg was through it, like your leg gets cut off, kind of thing. Uh-huh. It definitely wasn't as gruesome as it should have been because like I was like ten, eleven writing this. Like somebody would lose a limb, and I'd be like, "There's a little blood." Like Bestie, she's dead. She's bleeding out. That's a major artery. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that got me into writing scripts. I can't remember. I think I wrote, I either started writing, so it was like within the same year, like seventh and eighth grade is when my writing really kicked off because mm-hmm. One Direction was on the X Factor. Mm-hmm. And I also discovered the Iconic Voice. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I started writing, <laughs> I was introduced to Iconic Voice fan fiction. It's so funny because I feel like no one's going to know what Iconic Voice <laughs> are. We're like, Iconic Voice? <laughs> yeah, the fact that you and I both, like, that's our real connection. Like, that is, we sensed it in each other, the Iconic okay, Voice phase. Okay iconic boys i am me remember that group mm-hmm. they won yeah there was that one guy his name was philip cheeb cheeby cheeb yeah. yeah 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 yeah. he like choreographed he is now a judge on a chinese dance show he's like one of the professionals that like judges it huh and i'm like wow this really feels full circle so same time frame as the iconic boys what was that one girl that had like red hair chachi chachi yeah why did we live the same life before we met each other? Because I was all into the drama of her going out with Ian Eastwood. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then Ian Eastwood and his, he has a new dance crew, and they were on um, World of Dance very, very recently. Really? And I was like trying to break down the whole drama to Cassandra, and she just did not care. See, because I did. Be- the reason- and I had the Chachi Mama sweats. You what? I had the Chachi Mama sweats. Oh, yeah. And it had a zipper, and when you pulled the pockets out, it was money. But I was randomly thinking about her recently and oh, because the guy on the dance show, because I watched this dance show for this one specific dancer, I guess, choreographer. He's a celebrity, but he's like a mm, captain of the show. Mm. I watched it specifically for that. Last season when I watched it, they didn't have subtitles. So I watched 24 hours of Chinese, just them speaking Chinese. And I was like vibing. I was like hey, figuring it out. But you know what? There was dancing. There was. And that is universal. That transcends language. But now they have like professional um, judges that come in and like judge things. And he's one of them, which made me think of Chachi. And then me being deeply involved in the drama of her and Ian Eastwood. I completely forgot about that until you said it. I was like, <laughs> I live for that. I was on YouTube watching like fucking fan made like explanations of shit. Like. <laughs> What and the when I fuck? that had to rot my brain. The last time I recently looked up within the last couple of years, it was like, oh yeah, no one actually knew if they were going out. It was just speculation. That had me in a chokehold, and it was exactly, a maybe? exactly. And I'm like, no, no, no. This has to be one of those um, fucking Mandela effects because, like, I know they were going. Out. Yeah, in my head, they were like probably married. Yeah, but according to the timeline, they were only hanging out for like three weeks. Or something like that. Like, very, very short time that they were, like, seen together. And then that was it. This is this is a Mandela effect. This is Berenstein, <laughs> Berenstain all over again for me. I hate this so much. Three weeks? Yeah, it was, like, some very, very short time. In my head, I'm like, all of my seventh grade was encapsulated by Chachi and Enos. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess in in the defense of this, I did forget about it completely until right now. But it just feels more important than three weeks. <laughs> Anyways, so, so writing. <laughs> I'm sure you're not here to talk about Chachi, <laughs> but you should be. But you should be. So I, I started. I don't know what happened first. Anyways, within the same year, so like seventh grade, it had to be. Mm, no, I don't know. So in seventh grade, I discovered a website called Buzzle.com and the Iconic Boys. I guess simultaneously. Because uh, I, it literally feels like the exact same time in my head. And I started writing a series called My Guardian Angels and Posting Poetry on Buzzle.com at the same time that I discovered fan fiction on Twitter. Um, Is this her? Yes. She's a mom. She has shut children. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. What? She has children. Yeah, to some, this someone. This is what wifed up Chachi? That's a, like with someone that's not Ian Eastwood. <laughs> Okay, go on, though. Sorry, I was reading about Chachi's children. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so it was on Twitlonger that I was seeing all this fan fiction. I discovered my first lemon on Twitlonger, um, which I explained it elaborately last time, and I was going to say it this time. Basically, it was the first smut I had ever read, and it involved ice cream going in someone's coochie. And so it was handed to me, and I read this, like, at lunch, I think. And then I, like, felt so scandalized. Like, we still have a family computer at this time. So I, I was scared to like it in case I like accidentally opened it on the family computer and I had my own laptop, but it, like wasn't what I used to write. Like it was like I'd won it by selling 2000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. That thing <laughs> ran so slow. Uh, and <laughs> I like I just remember being like, she's going to get a yeast infection. Like that was my first thought. I was like, my mom taught me you never put sugar near your coochie. You're going to get a yeast infection. So the first thing I said to my friend, and my friend was like, that's what you're preoccupied with. Like, none of the sex. And I was like, he put ice cream in her. In her. But I was so violently intrigued. <laughs> I probably read that ice cream smut like 10 more times. And then my friend was like, there's other ones. And I was like, what do you mean there's other ones? You mean there's more? I was like, there's more than just this. Now, also this. So all this happened in between sixth and seventh grade for me. I'm realizing. So I do not know if this happened right before or right after the lemon. My mom purchased me a book because there was a cartoon on it. And she went, it looks like it's for kids. You like vampires. Because this is like, uh, New New Moon had just come out, I think. Or was it just about to or something? Like this was, this was a wild time in my life. These were my formative years. Okay. The cartoon cover was a Sookie Stackhouse novel. Um. I opened this shit. Smut. Like, raw, adult smut. This is... I'm kind of glad we're doing this for a third time, because this is answering some questions I posed last time, which was, how was I writing smut so good that kids are buying it off me? Thank you, Charlene Harris. Because I, like, read 75% of this novel, and I'm, again, scandalized the whole time, clutching my little Catholic pearls. Like, I'm like... (gasps) I told my mom, I was like, I don't think this is for me. I know there's a cartoon on the front. Read it. My mom read half of it and was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I did not know it was a sex novel. Like, True Blood was about to come out next year. Like, that's why it was all over stands. Like, she didn't know. But anyways, then I'm getting fed more lemon, though, through Twitlonger from my friend. And I am eating this shit up. I'm living for it. I'm like, I can do this. I just read <laughs> Sookie Stackhouse. I know how adults write this stuff. Spoiler alert, I did not know how adults are. <laughs> I did not do a good job. But I start writing lemony, iconic boys fan fiction on paper so I don't get caught. And girls are buying it at my school from off me. From Well, they're going to the guy with the trench coat that has candy in his trench coat, selling it for a dollar. They're getting him a dollar. They're getting cookies and cream Oreos. Best or co- cookies and cream Hershey bar. Giving it to me. I am handing them lemon. Then... My Guardian Angel starts getting, like, mad hits on Buzzle.com. I am... Yeah, you destroyed Buzzle. I <laughs> destroyed Buzzle. That's a couple... That's in a couple months. Because then I start... One Direction gets on the X Factor. Um, Places in the top three. I start writing One Direction Lemon. Those cookie bars. I'm getting pimped out. Like, I am... I'm not running the mile. I'm reading Niall Horan's tweets in a I- bad Irish accent for all the girls and then I'm writing fan fiction my mom 
finds the last, I'm pretty sure it's the last iconic boy's lemon that I write. Uh, she does not make me feel ashamed. She says, like, I'm glad that you're writing. Uh, just know this is not that short. Because I was stressed. Like, it was scary to write lemon for me. It was something I rushed through. You get, like, a paragraph of the good stuff. And then I'm back to plot. <laughs> a, a person that was reading My, My Guardian Angels commenting on, like, my website uh or on the website starts going to my school and turns to me and goes are you the writer of my guardian angels and something in me cracks and becomes insane and i'm like i'm the author i'm an author yeah and then i'm scared because i think this person might be stalking me they weren't spoiler alert i go on buzzle to update one of my chapters for my guardian angels and in computer class my computer class teacher sees it. I had accidentally opened up like some lemon I had been reading <laughs> on Puzzle. Teacher freaks out. Like I didn't even open up. That's what makes me so mad about this story. Is like I did not view the lemon on purpose. I think I had checked to see if it had like updated, and I accidentally opened the like chapter itself, and it opened straight to like penis, like. <laughs> and it wasn't even that bad. Now that I'm older, I'm like it wasn't even lemon. Like it wasn't. Like, I think she maybe saw a penis and they, like, kissed. Like, it was not lemon. This teacher was scandalized for no damn reason. Anyways, I got buzzle blocked from the entire school district, which I'm pretty sure was mostly just the school district consuming this website. And the entire website got shut down. And I lost all of my work and all, like, 10,000s of reads and comments and everything important to me. So I delved into One Direction fanfiction to console myself. And I became that person for, like, five years. You're still that person. I'm still that person, but I don't write One Direction fanfiction anymore. <laughs> what other fanfiction did you write? Oh, Harry Styles, huh? I, don't, I haven't written fanfiction in... You have that Harry Styles one that you, like, get your cred out. It's not It's not Harry Styles, though, anymore. Like, it hasn't been that, which was called Paint, um, hasn't been a Harry Styles fanfiction in three years. It became its own... I made OCs and nixed Harry. You should bring Harry back. I should. It'd be more interesting. <laughs> so you don't write any fanfiction anymore? I haven't written fanfiction in three years, but that's just because Boo. I haven't... Yeah. <laughs> Boo! I used to write so much. Like, when I wrote fanfiction, I wrote every single day. I stopped writing fanfiction and only focused on, like, my own whips and... I haven't written since. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written in three years either. No, I write, like, <laughs> once a week right now, which is really sad. I think it's why I'm mentally you. <laughs> I haven't written since before I went to Seattle because I was like, I'll write after I'll come back from Seattle and I still haven't because I've been obsessed. But also you were writing daily for months. Yeah. So you're fine. You're literally taking I'm a still break. On the I'm broken. beginning of chapter three of my book. And I haven't finished the last chapter of my Captive Prince fanfiction either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll write like a... You want to write my last chapter of my fanfiction? No. <laughs> I'll, you probably I'll, can. <laughs> I'll pick like a book to write fan fiction about. Cause yeah, I need to maybe. Cause my issue with why I stopped, like actually why I stopped when I was like nineteen. So yeah, I guess it's been like four years. I was like, I don't like writing about real people anymore, like that much. Like unless it's hyper fictionalized, which is why like paint didn't bother me that much. Cause it was like very much not Harry Styles. Like it was. Yeah, Just when I consume real him as a little character. When I consume real person fiction, I don't like when it's like lines up with real life. Like I have to have some type of like fantasy element or like yeah, it's just them plopped like somewhere else. Yeah, like yeah. it's just oh okay, you care about this person, so now you know what they look like, and you can like yeah, it's like a imagine that them. just looks like that person. But yeah, like everything else is like clearly made up. Like reading Wattpads and like the main character has a picture of Selena Gomez next to them. Like it's like that same energy almost. Yeah. Like I had built up a repertoire on Tumblr on my secret one direction Tumblr mm-hmm. fan fiction thing writing uh, requests, which I owe any progress I've made as a writer to those very, very harsh critics. They'd be like, you're inserting me into the story. This is exactly what I want. And I'd write it and they'd be like, thank you so much. I die for you. Not what I wanted. Like they would not. I, that only happened like a couple right, times, Captain but they do Prince not fan hold. Fiction. B- <laughs> I need more to read. 
if i reread it i'll dead ass right i'll be like this is for laura this is my first time i would literally love that on ao3 <laughs> i would literally love that uh but no i just like i literally have an ao3 username that's not used but i have the email to confirm it you could just open that bad boy up and start posting <laughs> just start using yours that's how i have funny. two accounts and one's just not used i will i need to make an account i need to grow up and make an ao3 <laughs> But no, I think like, I don't know, like the build of me being a writer, being based off real people felt wrong. Like I felt like I was working so hard to like mimic real people and it felt wrong. I do think it helped me a lot as a writer. Like, and I think it was important to my growth and like, I don't know. I just think I like it. I think it's harmless when kids are doing it. But like once you get older, there's like. Unless you do it in a very specific way, it just it was hard for me to feel comfortable doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like, real person fictions, there's a line where it's like, this has to be, like, clearly, like, it has to be some, to me, there has to be some type of fantasy element for me to, like, read it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, I feel like you're just trying to, like, actually insert this person in here, and that's weird to me. Yeah, it feels like I don't want to be puppeteering real humans. Yeah. Like, I understand, and like I said, I think, like, for younger people, and, like, even if you're, like, just in the habit of consuming it and you're older, like, I don't think it's a big deal, but it just made me uncomfortable. Like, that's it. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I think if a fan fiction is still really, really good, I might be able to read that. But I don't know. I mean, there's some um, One Direction fan fictions I would still go back and reread because I was like, this was the time of my life. Yeah. I'd probably reread Dark even though it was like not even good. Like it just kind of like is part of my It youth. started off real sketch. I can still okay, remember. Do you remember the part where they go to dinner and she's like trying to escape from him? And she's she in that runs. pond? Yeah, she runs off the deck and he runs after her. Yeah, why is that the part that's in my head whenever I think of it? I'm like, she is so desperate to get away from this man that she's like jumps into this body of water. She is swimming off of a dock to get away from this motherfucker. And he jumped and he, in and yeah. I said, sexy. Because I was stupid. No, and I was like, this is weird, but I'm going to keep reading. I thought it was creepy, but also I was like, man, he like just wants her so bad. Like, again, I was, like, 13. See, I was old enough, so I was like, this is weird, and I don't like this, but I am going to keep reading and see what the hype is about, and then it got a little better. Well, and and the author also mentions, like, she always says, like, Knockout was kind of written to redeem Dark. Like, they break up. She yeah. has a whole nother boyfriend. They become friends for a very long time. They do not even, I think, have sex. They have, like, flashback scenes to, like, sex, but, like, they don't have sex. They don't have a redemption until literally like 10 years after she started writing dark and like 50 chapters into knockout like there was a very very he long a boxer doesn't he yeah knockout? yeah 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 i read some of that and he's then like I... a drug addicted boxer and then like he gets off drugs and he like cleans up and he takes care of himself and but see even that it's so far past reality at that point oh yeah to me that's fine that it was like this is fine he yeah doesn't, it's not harry styles his name is harry and he looks like him, but it's not him. And yeah. they're not trying to emulate him either. Yeah. She always says, like, to her, because to her it was, like, the Harry that she'd made in her head, it still mm-hmm. felt wrong. Because, like, that was, she was, built him. Yeah. And, like, it was built off of Harry mm-hmm. Styles. But she was like, I need to give you guys closure. She's like, you've been here for, like, ten I mean, fucking years. Amen to her. Yeah. I said, thank you. I'm over here like, am I going to write chapter seven of this Captain Prince fan or am I just going to, like, leave it? Because it's, like, technically done. The last chapter would just be an epilogue, and it's just, you know, funsies. Yeah. I always feel bad about the My Guardian Angels thing. Like, I had, like, I don't think, because at the time it didn't feel crazy to me. That's when the internet, it was accessible to get, like, a, a small audience anywhere, pretty much. If you got on, like, a random website or you posted consistently on whatever, like, you'd get at least, like, 50 people viewing your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, two 200. Like, that was just the internet in, like, the mid-2000s to 2010s. I mean, it's now, too. Yes, but I feel like you post on AO3, you're going to get easily 200 hits, like right off the bat. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it just depends on the website. Like, this was back when you could literally go to any corner of the internet, and there was just a tiny group of people with pitchforks. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was just, I don't know, it was it was very nice, but also, like, I feel bad because, like, nobody got closure with that shit. I have chapters one and two of my book printed out in my bag right now. I printed it out for Cassandra because I needed her input on. How to start chapter three, but I just never gave it to her. Can I have them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna have like my own staple book by the time you're done. 
You can. It's Look, I made my thing. own. Bootlegged it. <laughs> I went to right at the beginning of chapter three twice. So, yeah, I think I would say I started seriously writing. Uh, pretty much twenty eighteen. Like when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, when I was nineteen. So I stopped writing fan fiction as much. Um, also because I do feel like the One Direction hype mellowed out too. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta find another fan fiction to write. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta pick up a some type of fandom. Lots of fics. I miss fandom. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I just miss it. I miss the it's, sense of community. Uh, it's fun, like brainless little time to like shut off my brain. Like, ooh, look at this. I like yeah. this. Yeah. Well, it's just also like, it's just a bunch of people that have an interest. Yeah. And there's like no stress. I don't have to worry about anything else except interest. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. When did you start seriously writing, do you think? Uh... Never. <laughs> this year, I guess. Mm. When we started the Garden Club thing. So a year ago now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew I wanted to write before that, but I never started writing anything of, like, my own. I think I started my... Well, I started my first solo project at 11 with the fairy portal thing. But, like, my first real, like, oh, I want to publish this book... But I have been thinking about that um, fanfiction I started, and it was like just not turning out the siren one. I was like, damn, I really could turn it into something. That sounded delectable. It was. She it gave is. the whole plot like, in the deleted episode. Yeah, you're so never going to hear it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Maybe if it's ever published, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah, if it gets published, I'll be like, hey, go back to season two, episode seven. This might be eight. I don't remember. But. Oh, my God. I know what those fucking things. Oh. A lot of the cover just like came to me. I realized what these are, and they like are a hint to everything else. What authors have inspired you the most? Would you say? I forget the name of mine. I don't know. <laughs> I um, I honestly felt like I read a fan. I read a fan fiction. Like this makes me want to write. Do you it wasn't to- even like an actual author. Do you want to talk about the fan fiction at all, or no? Um. I don't even remember really what it was about, honestly. I remember it was about, like, it was a work through trauma. Mm. Um, and there was, one of the characters was a painter, and they were neighbors. But, like, it was just so well written, and it, like, felt easy to consume, and it felt like, oh, like, if I tried, I could write like this. Yeah. And it made me want to write. Yeah. And then that's why I started writing. But I didn't have any of my own original ideas, necessarily, of, like, building original characters so i just like used characters which is fan fiction obviously yeah like i didn't want to take the time of like oh these are my characters and this is why you should love them i just like oh you already love this character so let me plop them into my ideas Mm. and i feel like that's also why i'm kind of good at world building because i didn't necessarily need to take the time to build characters oh that would make sense build worlds yeah because i would say like as someone who's read your work and written with you um because laura and i are writing a book together it's my fault that it's not moving forward right now um because i got writer's block on it and i've tried literally 10 times i'm just gonna you know what maybe i'll bring like a little pen and pad this weekend and see if i can just sketch out some outline even for it but laura is so good at world building it's insane like i don't know if it's because i started with like fan fiction and screenplays which are all very dialogue heavy but like i'm very comfortable with dialogue i like dialogue Usually when I write dialogue, I don't even edit it later. Like, I'm just very comfortable with my dialogue. But, like, world building and, like, setting the scene and the tone, which are arguably the most important parts of noveling, are so hard for me. It's, like, pulling teeth. Like, I enjoy it, but it's, like, I feel like I'm, like, swimming through jello and, like, Laura's next to me just fucking, like, backstroking 10 miles an hour. I like world building. It's fun. And you're so good at it. And, like, world building I'm okay at, but it's, like, it's the way that you are able to lay out your world building that blows my mind. Thank you. Like, I would like to do that one day. I just like um, similes and, um, what's the other one called? Similes. Metaphors. I'm not that good at metaphors in writing. Like, I'm great at picking up metaphors, but I'm not, like, good at, like, actually. I like similes, though. Mm -hmm. Things that are like this thing. Yeah. I love those. You are, that actually that's so similes. true you are really good at similes that's crazy <laughs> wow that's my bread and butter 
Um, it's not like a purple room. It's like um something compared to like a storm. Yeah, the darkness of the storm or something like that. They don't ever just like, oh, it's purple and it feels like this. It's like, oh, it's like this. And it makes it feel like this. Damn, you teach me so damn much. That's insane. That's all I do is I just have someone nice. It, but it, 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 cause it, I feel like it like envelops you a lot more. Like you are now a part of it cause you have to imagine it. You aren't just being told it. That's like, probably why it feels. Comparing things to like the ocean meeting the sand or the moon pulling the tides love that when i can fit those phrases in there i'm like <laughs> oh my god last night i woke up i'm so glad i wrote it down bitch <laughs> i've like thought of a line um something i can't think of it specifically but it was like when i rewrite the first part of third chapter and it's gonna be the scene where she first sees him die um and it's gonna be something about like oh like after that it's always difficult but it's never as difficult as the first time and like something about fingers through the sands of time and coming up empty like no matter who it is and I was like this is so good I was like I'll, I'll remember tomorrow and I was like no you know I'm gonna have to make myself get up write it down and then I read it and I was like I'll still probably remember tomorrow can't remember exactly so so fucking happy I wrote it down yeah my notes app is littered with that because I like think of a really I good really line got, got an actual notebook and a pen and I wrote in the dark so hopefully I can oh my god yeah no literally two nights ago I thought of this whole thing, and I was like, you stupid fucking bitch. I did not write it down. I didn't. And I know, like, let's see if I can even remember part of it. Nicole inspired it, though. Inspired it, because I was watching her videos. And then I was like, that's some energy. Those videos were so nice. And I laid down to go to sleep again. I mean, I don't know said- where she is. I don't know who she is. But, oh, my God, those videos were so nice. Um, I think the first first person I ever read... The first thing I ever read that I was like, oh my god, I want to write my own original fanfic or my own original fiction was Twilight. Like, I just was reading Twilight and I was like, I want to create characters that I feel this attached to. And that's where my guardian angels came from, actually. Um, I just feel like published books, I was always like, this is unattainable to me. See, Stephanie Meyer and Rochelle Mead were the first ones I read. And I think it's because it was YA. So it was like, the first books I read that were mature but still felt palatable to me because mm-hmm. like kids books had never felt like I always enjoyed them, but they never felt like something I wanted to create. Like even as a kid, I was like, this isn't something like I want to make, like, which is why I went for screenplays. Like I think, and, and nonfiction Wikipedia articles, basically like I was like, I want to create things, but not like this. And then I discovered YA and I was like, Oh shit. Holy fuck. Fuck they kissing? <laughs> yeah, see, I feel like published books have always seemed unattainable to me. Like I've never been like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, because I've always considered myself untalented. Pretty much everything I do, so I'm like, I can never do that. I can't be good enough. Hate to publish something. Hate that you think you're untalented, but also I understand. Like you're an artist, I get it. You can't view yourself the way that everyone else views you. I understand. <laughs> Even the mic gave up. <laughs> I okay. I'm going to tell the story and then you're going to know exactly what story I want you to tell. So when I was in, so, okay. So I discovered YA, mm-hmm. um, started consuming it at an unhealthy speed. Like I was like a new book every couple of days, like, <laughs> like, and like, uh, God, what are their names? doesn't matter. I was consuming a lot of just YA authors and it was inspiring me to write because it was, you know, YA is more dialogue heavy than like adult literature and like, um, not always, but the ones that I was reading and also vampires and like all these <laughs> things that I was like, I am interested in this. And I was given, I was in f- my freshman year of high school. Um, I just left regular high school. I was at like a charter school and there was this teacher that did not give A's and that's who they gave me for my English. Like she does not give A's. You will not get an A in her class. And we had to write a story and I wrote about like these flowers that were like dying and their seeds would fall and they'd rebloom and they'd be like friends again. And like, um, it was like supposed to be about life and like just them growing with each other over and over and over. And yeah, but really mad that I didn't make a joke about carnations. (laughs) Um, but I mean, and I didn't even really understand it at the time. Like I was just having fun and writing and I'd been in such a deep depression because I'm 14 
and I wrote this thing and I turned it in and the teacher gave me a hundred percent and like pulled me out in front of the class and was like, I have never been entertained in this fucking school once. Like she was a bitch, <laughs> but like she gave me the gasoline I needed to drive into writing for the rest of my life. So thank you so much. But she was like, I've never been entertained by anything that was written in this. She's like, this is the most entertaining thing I've ever read. I do not give A's. I've never given an A for this assignment. Like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like I remember just like my brain shutting off and like restarting. <laughs> and like I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, "Thank you." <laughs> like I just got yelled at across the fucking classroom because my art history thing I turned in was so ugly. Like <laughs> really needed a confidence boost. But I feel like that like was the first time I felt confident as a writer. Like cuz everything else like it had been online feedback. Like people are very mm-hmm. honest on the internet. Everything I'd been given had pretty much been like, I love this, but like this was different. Or like, I love this, but I would have loved to see this. Like, it was never just like, this was fucking good. Om nom nom. Thanks. I get that all the time on some of my fanfiction. Like, I just loved it. I'm like, thanks. I was even like, um, what is it called? Constructive criticisms. Welcome. And they're like, this is just so good. I'm like, girl, there's like so many grammar errors in here. I already know that. I didn't, I didn't proofread it. Please tear me a new one. It's like, it's just so good. Thank you for our dinner, mother. We will lick the plate. Yeah, <laughs> except for they want to complain about, you know, Damon saying, I'm gay. This is saying I'm bisexual. I don't care about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one's valid. It's not. But yeah, that was just the first, like, and also I think that was the first time someone in person, like, had said it to me. Yeah, it, I feel like it, it weighs more when it's a person that you're facing instead of some random person you're not seeing online. Yeah, and, like, every single person that, like, commented on anything, like, it still helped me a lot. And, like I said, I appreciate it, and it, like created who i am as a writer today but like that was the first time also like this person's job as my teacher is to correct mm-hmm. me and they were like this was good and i was like good you must no antonym correct bad <laughs> this was bad bad but that's the first time i was like maybe i should just write like with confidence and like see what happens and i proceeded not to do that <laughs> until last year and then i wrote one more time with confidence and then i've been scared of that piece ever since (laughs) you had a teacher i mean i don't feel like that was anything laura (laughs) that was a professor in college even when she said it i was just like okay bestie Laura had a professor that straight up said that she was publishable. Like, this was such good shit that you could be published. She just said I had, like, um, a specific voice in my writing. And you do. It's called being good. Because she was... I don't know what book she wrote. I really wish I would have, like, looked into it. Because I remember she was sometimes gone because she was on a book tour. And she's like, you have, like, such a tone in your writing that, like, you could be published by the time you graduate. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess what I was not published by the time I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the first time I had. I flattered that one. You you still can be published though, and you will be. Not I genuinely think I you will be published. Well, you haven't gotten I mean, your master's yet. The cat, you haven't gotten you your master's it, yet. As long as you get through it, you'll be published. True. That's yeah, that hurt to watch. Like, because as someone that's like started manuscripts, gotten fifty k in, and it just drops them. For her to just be like, yeah, the whole point, like, when they're like, because in uh, C.S. Picot's interview with V.E. Schwab uh, for Dark Rise, the release of Dark Rise, uh, someone had asked in the audience and was like, how do you finish? Like, how do you finish a book? What's the secret? No, what was it was what was your best um, advice to someone that wants to write published books? Right. And Picot was like, this is going to sound like really lame. Finish it. Just finish literally just do yeah. it just finish the book get through it that's the hard part yeah that's it then you're done and you get to edit it and do whatever you want but it's done and i was like man and like everyone and then they said everyone that i know that wanted to publish a book and got published oh uh, that finished the book got published yeah i said how many people do you know <laughs> yeah i don't know, know anything me? about you Picot. <laughs> <laughs> can you know me i'll be a pen pal <laughs> I will not go to Australia. They got spiders. But I'll send you a letter. No, I would go to I'd go to Australia for Picard. 
I, I think I'm about to and to anyway. show up on their lawn and cry. <laughs> we can get matching kangaroo suits and we'll just lay down in front like, of Like, ma'am, sob. I have one question. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then I will just cry. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's I think now that we read a lot of adult fiction... Some of that we'll be feels. We read a lot of adult fiction. I don't. <laughs> Last year when we read a lot of adult fiction, I was going through what I've read this year, and I was like, YA, YA, graphic novel, graphic novel, YA, YA, the school, YA. Like I've read I've a, actually a lot of read a lot of fiction. I don't like think I've read fiction. a lot of general fiction this year. Like I look at it and I'm like, well, let, okay, I'm also gonna say smut for like stuff like Ice Planet Barbarians. I go smut, graphic, YA, graphic novel because it's fence. Graphic novel, graphic novel, graphic novel, smut, smut, because uh, from Blood and Ash, YA, Last Night at the Telegraph Club, graphic novel, graphic novel, smut, graphic novel. The smut is adult fiction. Yeah, but it's smut. <laughs> <laughs> oh graphic my God, novel. Pals, okay, I, I've talked about this before. I'm crazy. Every time I go to a bookstore, I go to the romance section and make sure they have Captain Prince. Of course. I'm in Pals. I'm looking at romance. They do not have it. Oh. <sighs> And I'm like, what the fuck? It's because they have a whole erotica section. <gasps> and it's in there. <laughs> and the erotica section's right next to the supernatural section. <laughs> like it bleeds into one another. I have one aisle that I need. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, now that we're reading. Blood and Ash is also on, in there. It is erotica. Yeah. That and Captain Prince. It's always so funny to me when I like go through general fiction and I see like Captive Prince or Blood and Ash or just books like that or like fucking even just to go to romance and see some of them. Like I see Captive Prince and romance. I see um, Blood and Ash sometimes in fantasy and adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are more appropriate. But when I just see them like in general fiction, I'm like, who runs this place? <laughs> Let them talk to me. I will help them. This is not I general mean, fiction. Shouldn't Outlander be... Um, romance or erotica then? Outlander's technically science fiction, which blows my mind. It it is. It's always in fiction. Yeah. At at um, it is in. It's in fiction. Fuck! It is in fiction. <laughs> Who runs this place? <laughs> <laughs> Let me at him. Anyways, now that we read more adult fiction, writing feels more unattainable. Like I feel like YA feels more attainable for me just because like. I think because I read so much of it, I'm so comfortable with it. I like YA better. <sighs> I feel like sometimes regular fiction falls into this heaviness of trying to be too serious. Okay, yeah. I, I think I like YA more for casual reading. I do feel like I don't think I've had a YA that hits me as hard as like Captive Prince or Evelyn Hugo or I feel like Achilles. I just feel like those because they're they're good writing, they're good stories, not necessarily because they're regular fiction. I feel like you could take the explicit parts out of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you could technically make it YA, and it would still be just as and impactful. It would still be just yeah. Yeah, but I just I can't think of a YA though that hits that hard. I don't know if it's just because I haven't read it. Like, because I know some people would say that like, um, they both die at the end. Some people treat that like they're Evelyn Hugo. Some people treat last night at the Telegraph Club. That's a close one. Yeah. But that's like the only one I can think of. <clears throat> I feel like Six of Crows could easily be, if you age up the character, could easily be regular fantasy, adult fantasy. Six of Crows. Yeah, that's true. I always forget that's technically YA. Is it Darker Shade of Magic YA? No, it's in fantasy. <clears throat> They're just so young. And there's only one sex scene. It's a really good sex scene. <laughs> it's, it's like top ten at least. <sighs> I yeah, just remember you guys that's texting, not for the kids. Me, <laughs> texting me right when I was reading that. And you're like, how's our girl doing? I was like, oh, she's good. And like, I know you didn't understand. I was like, you guys will see. The fact that I was in the shower and it was I wasn't on the audiobook, I hopped out of the shower, wrapped the towel around me, sat on the toilet, paused it, 
reread the whole thing, re-listened to the whole thing. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I got to consume this the right way. The way that he's consuming this the right way. <laughs> like a juice box. Like a juice box. That means Dorothy. The thing is, like, obviously, like, that's not to diss YA at all. Like, I think YA. I can never diss YA. I think YA is probably my favorite genre. Um, YA and, and like erotica, like good plot filled erotica is like tied. I could read either of those at any time of the day, any given moment, and I'm having a good time. I feel like the nice, um, the um, Goldilocks is contemporary fiction. It's a nice little like between of adult fiction and oh yeah, YA. Well, new adult. Yeah. Yeah, new adult, which I know is still like people are like this is kind of a category. It's kind of just what most contemporary fiction falls into. But like, I think new adult's like my favorite because it's not so focused on like devastating maturity. Because I think a lot of books that are just like general fiction, it's like. You have to be sad. You have to be gritty. Like, life is hard. Like, sometimes I just want to read something like Red like Wine, Royal Blue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a new adult. Yeah. And basically, I feel like she's, like, pioneering the fucking genre. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like even um, Evelyn Hugo would fit in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because most of it's focused on that point in Evelyn's life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I read, um, God, I keep forgetting her freaking name. What is her name that wrote, uh, Telegraph, or not Telegraph Club. Come on, brain. That's Melinda Lowe. Yeah. I know Melinda Lowe's name. Where would it? Every time I scroll through, like, our 2020 reads, I'm just like, what a fucking year. Because there's Captain Prince. Ida LaRue. Darker Shade, Norwegian Wood. Heather O'Neill. Reading Lonely Hearts Hotel. Discovering Heather O'Neill. Discovering Taylor Jenkins Reid. All of that, like, in the same year. And, like, Alice Hoffman. It was a lot. But it pedaled to the middle. Yeah. And it made writing kind of scary for me for the year. Like, that was the first year that I was like, these are writers. I'm just a girl. <laughs> now you know how I feel about every book. But like, well, no, like I've always felt like I didn't read Twilight and was like, oh, I can do this. I can make Bella and Deadwood. I'm not Mormon. One. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I don't think I'm that repressed horny enough. Like I'm Catholic, but I. Also, you could write better than that. I've read your writing. You write better than that. So. Stop it. Stop it. But reading it, I realized like if I practice and work really hard, I think I can get there one day like I I want to be able to do this that was my thing it wasn't do I think I could do this I don't know I really really fucking want to and like reading Heather O'Neill I still like and I fucking want to so fucking bad I don't think I could ever write like Alice Hoffman that woman does not need dialogue dialogue doesn't need to exist in her world it needs to exist in mine I don't know how she does it I don't either it's terrifying I'm not one for like a lot of dialogue but like it needs to be there for me I need to, like, be able to move forward scenes with some dialogue. Yeah. She can go, like, it feels like chapters and there's been, like, three words. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And it still feels full. Yeah. And you don't notice that there's no dialogue. Yeah. And you're like, oh, sure, there's no dialogue. You, like, blink and you're like, no one's spoken in hours. They don't need to. They're all just blinking at each other. And you're like, I get that. Yeah. It's like, sad blink. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, but I don't know. It's, like, it's, it's, it scared me. And then I've spent the last year trying to get unscared. Is what it feels like. Like, I'm like, this is terrifying. How do you get to this point? How do you do that? A lot of editing. That's what I think. That's what I have to think. I'm like, they just get it on the paper. They do what's in every, them. And then everything that I've seen authors be like, oh, yeah, the first draft, you just have to get through it. No matter how bad you think it is, as long as you, like, find pieces that are workable, you just get through it. Yeah. Which, like, super cool, bestie. Super terrifying. Like, getting, like... The day that I put the end on a manuscript that's not fan fiction or, like, smut or that's it. That's all I finished. Once I put the end on something that's not those two things or or a script, I think I'm going to pass out. I think I'm going to hit my head. I think I'm going to be concussed. <laughs> I get really sad when I finish things. I'm like, 
Well, I mean, like, I have to, like, stop living with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like editing is not the same as, like, first writing it. I've, I've only, like I said, I've only finished fanfiction, smut, or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Screenplays. Screenplays, finishing it, I always write my screenplays when I'm, like, super manic. So, like, they happen in a few days. Like, I'm with the screenplay for a week. Once I'm done, I'm like, I don't even know these bitches. They just live here. <laughs> like, I'm going to charge them rent. Yeah. Smut, I'm usually writing for fun. I don't give a fuck about those bitches. I give a fuck at their pussies. Period. That's it. They're a walking clitoris to me. <laughs> Fanfiction's just fanfiction. It's fun. And I, I do feel sad finishing, like, a big hunk of chunka. But most of the time I wrote one shots. So it's like I've never... literally get 50k into my personal manuscripts and then I go this is scary I'm hitting the climax and I'm terrified I'm gonna leave <laughs> have fun living in limbo forever <laughs> like, that's evil that's fucked up yeah you know those living in limbo forever hmm. Nicole where is she <laughs> <laughs> we've got missing posters up you can catch them on <laughs> They say, have you seen our bitch? I'm going to make a poster. And I'm going to tweet it uh, today, maybe, tomorrow. <laughs> um, you can find them on litbitchpod.com. Litbitchpod. Lit, litbitchpod on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. And email us at litbitpod at gmail.com. Uh... Again, we have to uh, preference that she is not a missing person. No, she's not missing at all. She's completely safe. Uh, hee ha ha. <laughs> but don't bring her up. <laughs> Continuity. <laughs> okay, um, that was a little bit about us as writers. I feel like that was actually more constructive. Okay, love you guys. Bye.